All right, yo, welcome back to another episode of the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. I'm your host, Darren Starks, and we're back again for another Wednesday. And first things first, I actually have a very exciting announcement to make of some sort. We've kind of already alluded to this and have been teasing it, but the putting you on segment of the podcast is back. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to be playing a song that I actually just recently came across. I mean, like yesterday, that's gone insane. and I've had it on repeat. But for those who don't know, early last year, we actually started this segment where at the end of the episode, we play some music of a song that we came across. We've, you know, been introduced to some some of them that you all even sent us that was just amazing Christian music that you could add to your playlist. So that's back and we'll be doing that at the end of every episode. And we actually have playlists as well that we're curating and putting together for you all. So the links to those are going to be in the description. We have one for Apple and Spotify. Right now, we just have a putting you on playlist that has all the songs that's ever been featured on the podcast and every song that we'll play going forward. So you can add that, go through it, you know, do what you need to do, add it to your playlist or whatnot. If you're looking for new and amazing Christian music. We got y'all. So without further ado and all that out the way, let's tap in and get into it. As you can see by the title, this episode, I really want to get into hearing the voice of God. I kind of mentioned it last episode, but I've been kind of just going back to the basics. Like God's been bringing me back to the fundamentals of faith, walking out with him. And I've been seeing all of these things in a new light. And I think also a part of it is I'm in the midst of making a lot of big decisions. And I think that we've all had a similar struggle or can relate to the fact that sometimes we don't know if the thoughts that we have are ours or God's. And it's a learning process of trying to distinguish between the two and really discern those. And so whenever I was thinking about this, the first thing that came to my mind actually was a game that we're all familiar with, and it's called telephone. So for those who may not know, telephone is a game where you get a group of people together and they stand in a line or they're sitting down and they stand in a line side by side. And someone else who's outside or not a part of the group will be the messenger of some sort. So they'll say a phrase or a sentence and they'll say it to someone at the end of the line. And then that person will repeat what they heard to the next person Um, then that person will repeat what they heard to the next person, so on and so forth, till they get to the end of the line. And typically the objective is that the message that the first person received, the last person also repeats as well. So the same message, you know, across the board. The first one, the original is spoken at the end. But for whatever reason, if you've played or not, (laughs) I have never had the message actually get to the last person like it's always corrupted it's always something completely different I don't know if it's because people are intentionally trying to be difficult mess it up but (laughs) it literally just never seems to work and the message that gets to the last person is always something completely so far far off the course and so as I was thinking about this game the thought came to me about the fact that sometimes it seems as if God's quiet because there's a lot of things he has to get through to get to us. You know, like we have all of these things in the way within our life, all of these gods, all of these idols and or distractions that we've placed that he has to get his message through just to get to us. He has to work through all of these different things just to try and get our attention. So by the time it gets to us, it's faint. It's quiet. 
we can barely hear it or it's completely different from what he actually said because we have so many things in the way. And we always talk about going to the throne of God boldly, you know, when it comes to hearing God's voice and just seeking him more. We want to get into prayer, of course, and we want to go to the throne and make sure we're petitioning him and everything with faith. But it's not just about going straight to the messenger, but making sure that the messenger has a direct line of access to us. You know, like we can we can be going to him and speaking to him, but if he doesn't have a clear line of access to be able to get his message straight through with no resistance, then we're going to miss it every single time. We're not going to be able to perceive or actually hear what he's having to say. Because sometimes it feels as if, yo, like I'm not hearing him speak. Nothing's really shifting in my life or I'm not having any type of inclinations toward any direction. But, yo, you have all of these things in front of him. So he's trying to speak. He's trying to get his message across. He's trying to give you his voice. But have you given him your ear? Like, have you lent your ear toward God and removed everything that could be a distraction or burden to that? And the crazy part that I also put down is, you know, sometimes we all know that God speaks in a small, still voice. And when he has to go through all of these things, like I said, when it gets to us, when we're that person at the end of the line that's receiving that message, his message has to go through so much, it gets corrupted to the point where it's not just faint, but it's not even his word anymore. You know, like it has to go through all of these different things that we hold in such high esteem that we have close to our heart. Like all of these people that we're allowing to influence what God is saying or has said or even our own insecurities or things that we haven't worked on ourselves. Bitterness, unforgiveness, etc. But as it has to go through all of that, it, it gets so dismantled and revised that when it gets to us, it's not even what he actually said. It's not that it's just quiet. It's not that it's just faint. It's something completely different because we allow too many influences into our life that aren't reinforcing his word and what he has to say. So now that's when we get confused. Like, oh, snap, like whose voice am I hearing? What is this? What direction am I supposed to go in? And so when I was thinking about that, I really thought it was powerful and made so much sense to me. And as simple or basic as it sounds, I believe the first part of this when it comes to hearing the voice of God is genuinely removing all distractions. The things that are more tangible in our lives, whether that be our phone, whether that be the time in which we spend on different devices and different mediums and or any person, any environment or even any past trauma or situation and or experience that may be blocking your view of him like that bitterness that rage that anger even sadness or regret of always looking back to the past and things that we need to work on internally that are taking our eyes off of him to not be able to hear him as clearly as we could be if we completely remove those things from our life so take an audit you know, whenever you sit down in your quiet time, when you try and go to God, where does your mind start to wander? What are the first things that come up? That's typically a good sign of what you probably need to remove is that they keep circulating your mind. And if it's not bearing, if that thought, that memory or instance isn't bearing the fruits of the spirit or pushing you closer toward God, then that's something that you can work on. You know, taking intentional time to be like, what's in me that's keeping me away from God? 
and asking him to reveal it to you and asking him to reveal it to you so you can start taking those steps in the right direction. And I put a verse that was somewhat adjacent to this idea, and it's in Job 33, verses 13 and 14. And it says, why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? For God does speak now one way, now another though no one perceives it. So this is Elihu who is speaking to Job. And Job has been in a state where he has been complaining. He's been lost, a bit confused and flustered and discouraged because he feels as if he doesn't hear God's voice. But Elihu is speaking to him and petitioning him to say, I am certain God has spoken to you in one way or another, whether it's been something that you're familiar with or you're not, but you haven't perceived it. Because I know we've all been in situations where we can be looking straight at what we're searching for and still not see it. Why? Because our perspective is off. There's too much in focus. There's too much to try and pay attention to. And I think it's the same with our ears and what we listen to. There's too many voices trying to speak all the time. And we're confused and we can't perceive that he is speaking. And so that's my first encouragement there. Okay, so a quick break in the episode to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode. So today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service with a wide range of professional, licensed, and vetted therapists. I think we're all on this kick right now for 2024, looking at what we want to do differently or what we could do better. And I think the best way to go into anything new is to strip ourselves from anything that could be holding us back. And I think that therapy is a great tool for us to ultimately look at those areas in our life and give us tools to be able to manage that well. Oftentimes, there are a lot of conversations that are necessary to help us come to conclusions that we wouldn't be able to do on our own. I've definitely been an advocate of therapy and have gone through it myself, and I can say that I have seen tremendous results, and it's one of those things where you really don't know what to expect, but once you find someone that works for you and you actually do the work, you realize, oh, wow, like this does make a huge difference. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, definitely give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible with our schedules that we all know are absolutely crazy. You fill out a quick questionnaire and it partners you with some recommended therapists that could work for you. So if you're looking to take that step and make some progress in the right direction, visit betterhelp.com slash just different to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash just different. So let's waste no more time and let's get back into it. But as you remove those things as I have, I've been able to really see him start showing up in amazing ways. And then the next thing that came to my mind when it came to this conversation was intentional focus so removing distractions and any barrier to entry that god's voice has to our life and then maintaining intentional focus on it as well so (laughs) how this came up was i was actually talking to my girlfriend and we were on the phone we haven't seen each other for a while this is the longest that we've gone without seeing each other it's going to be around two months at this point and so i guess there was like a week and a half maybe that we would get on FaceTime and I would maybe check something on my phone, whether that be a text message or a notification that came through my email, something that I felt I needed to actually see during the time. So I wasn't intentionally trying to not pay attention or be rude because I usually don't ever do this because we've, we've never had a problem with this. But But at some point, it happened so much that it became an issue that she had noticed and she had, you know, addressed and brought up. (laughs) You know, we got one of those, you know, passionate conversations, I'll call it. For those who are in relationships, you you know what I'm talking about. 
And what she said that really stuck with me and I put down is the fact that every time we get the opportunity to talk, you're always distracted. And then I started to think, hmm, I wonder if that's how God feels about us. Every time we say that we're going to go to church, we're going to worship, we're going to go do a Bible study, or we're going to take some intentional time out to pray and spend with him. And we're on our phones. All our minds are running in all of these different directions. Or we're thinking about what happened the previous day with this person, this interaction or this conversation and or what's going on in this person's life. or what we saw on social media, you know, I wonder if he feels that way. Like every time we get a chance to talk to him, we're distracted. We're preoccupied. We set some time aside, but he didn't really have all of it. God at times doesn't have our full attention. He doesn't. And I put down the fact that we are under the illusion that we can lend God our ear and the world can have access to it periodically too. You know, because you know how, you know we, how you'd be trying to multitask, right? So like I was trying to defend myself like, yo, like, you know, I, I was listening to you. I was paying attention and I was being attentive, although I was, you know, maybe looking at an email and or checking off some tasks that I may have had to do. And even though it was for a brief moment, brief second, I was like, yo, no, like I wasn't trying to take away time from you. I wasn't trying to take anything away from the time that we have together. But we all know that you can't effectively multitask at anything. And if you do, your attention is still always divided, no matter what. So what is that signal to God? Because if this is priority, this is significant, right? Like when you go and sit down for a movie, phone's off. D&D, it's up. Especially if it's premiered, you go into the theaters, oh, no. This is something that's important to you. This is going to have your full attention. Yo, when you got that Netflix series come on, that new season out, it's up. Like, when Night Agent come back out, it's up, y'all. <laughs> y'all ain't going to see me for a good day or two. Like, I'm, it's really packed up, right? Why? Because what I'm about to engage in and or give my time to is so captivating, so significant, so important that nothing else matters. I'm not going to risk anything getting in the way of my attention of what's right in front of me. So even when we try to remove these distractions, sometimes we keep the door open a little bit to them. We think that we can kind of go back here and there and just dabble. You know what I mean? Like, okay, no, God has my full attention for this week, but you know, this weekend, let me just, you know, like I'm not, I'm not supposed to be listening to this music, but yo, for this night, I think it's cool. I know I'm really not supposed to be talking to this person or I'm not supposed to be going out here, but yo, I've been good all month. We think that we can lend God our ear while giving it to the world periodically too, and that never works. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, as it says in James, and that doesn't change or that concept is not different in this case. And the danger here, I believe, is when I was thinking about when I was on the phone with my girlfriend, one thing that I had, one thing that I did have to do, so I guess I wasn't listening <laughs> It was one of them conversations that, you know, you end up saying, yo, I was wrong. Like, you right. I was bugging. Because you'd be trying to defend yourself even, <laughs> like, just being stubborn. And I and one thing that I did have to do a lot is I'd have to say, yo, what'd you say? I'd be like, huh? Say that again? Right? And the danger of this is when we don't have, when God doesn't have our full attention, he has to keep repeating himself. And he's so gracious and merciful that he will, but I don't want to be a person 
that makes him have to. Like, I don't want to be one of his children that he has to keep saying the same thing to. I would like for him to speak to me once. He has a direct line of access and my attention isn't divided that I can hear it, apply it and do what he needs me to do. And me and my friend Eric, we were actually talking yesterday, had an amazing conversation about hearing the voice of God and kind of what that's been looking like in our lives. And one thing that we talked about was that exact thing that he's mentioning in his life that God's been giving him clear directives like pray for people, to seek them out and be there for them, to comfort them, pour into them, disciple them, heal them. And one thing that he says that he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to miss it. He hears something and he doesn't know if it's God or not. He can't perceive it. He can't discern it. And his attention's so divided in so many areas of his life that he misses what God wanted to do through him for someone else or even for himself and what God was trying to speak directly into his life. And so he will, but I don't want him to. So we have to learn and practice actively giving him our full attention throughout our day, throughout our weeks and times that we have set aside for him. So this reminded me of a verse and it was in Exodus fourteen thirteen, and it says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. So what I really wanted to point out is this aspect of standing still when Moses is telling the Israelites to stand still. And of course, this is in the context of God delivering them out of where they're at. But how I kind of related the, to this concept and idea that we're talking about is the fact that how can we expect to be saved if we don't know how to stay still? I think that we are, again, with not having our full attention on God, we are moving in so many different directions that God can't even help us. He can't get to us because he never knows where we're actually going to be. Not necessarily in the physical sense, but in the mental, emotional, and spiritual sense, right? Where our allegiance will lie, who will have control, who will have influence over our hearts. We, he doesn't know where we're going to be, and we can't stand still long enough for him to get what he needs to us. And then I was further thinking about, you know, I used to do YMCA camps, uh, when I was younger. And so I would have kids from about kindergarten to fourth grade, like super, super young kids. And I don't know if you've ever tried to help someone when they can't stop moving, but it is the most difficult thing in the world. So if a kid, let's say, gets injured while they're playing some sort of sport, we're out on a field trip and they have some like scab on them and they're maybe crying, they're in distress, they're a bit dis uncomfortable naturally, of course, but they keep moving. Like they're just like running, they're either like running around, they're scrimmaging and you're trying to get them to stop so you can help them. You have the Band-Aid, you got the alcohol pad, everything that you need so they can be alleviated from their pain. So you can give them the assistance that they need, but they just won't stop moving. That's the same with God. He wants to help us. He wants to bring us our healing, our deliverance, the keys to our next level where he wants us to go. But we can't stop moving. So how do we expect him to help us? How do we expect this salvation to come? So we have to stand still, be present. I just equate that to having your full attention on him. So I believe this really ties into the first part in terms of removing distractions in our in our physical lives and also what's happening within us emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. And I think the same process applies here. It's just like being very intentional 
and aware of where does my mind go when I sit down to pray to God and how can I continue to cultivate a space where he knows he has my full attention and I'm not going anywhere else. And the last thing I was thinking about alongside of, you know, this conversation that I had with my girlfriend is long distance relationships. And it's because I have a lot of them. Actually, the irony is I suck at texting and my communication, but it's gotten so much better this year, y'all. Like, I got I got a real testimony for that that I know I'm going to share at the end of the year because I've been able to talk to my friends more this past month than I really did a lot of 2023, and that was one of my goals. I wanted to continue to just, like, be in communication, see them, et cetera. But that's a whole other conversation. Nonetheless, all of them, my platonic, my romantic relationship, are all miles and just distance away from me. So since we have a long distance relationship, the only time we really get to communicate is whenever we text or when we're able to get on the phone. And I was thinking about the fact that naturally, as in any other relationship, if I don't hear from them for a while or we don't speak or talk, I'm going to start to think that something's wrong, right? Like if our communication has just gone radio silence and there hasn't been a reason that's been communicated or I haven't heard from them on why that is, then you naturally just start to get thoughts of like, man, like, are we cool? Is there something wrong? What's going on? Like, is everything okay? Because if I'm not hearing their voice, I'm always going to fall back on my assumption, you know, of like, oh man, like they're upset with me or oh. I'm not a priority to them anymore. Mm, they might not want to be a part of this friendship. You know, we'd be going to all of these very doomsday and detrimental conclusions when it can be something so simple as life happened and got in the way and they love us still. They're still our friend, but we're taking it in the direction that it doesn't need to be. But since we're not hearing their voice, since they're not giving us affirmation or confirmation or any type of communication on what is going on in their life and how that relates to us, then we have no other choice but to fall back on the inner voice within us. These assumptions that come up to our mind, those are usually what take precedent and conclusion in how we're viewing this relationship and what's going on. So how that relates to us and God is the fact that if you're not being led by God's voice, you will be guided by another. So we have to realize, not that we don't already know, <laughs> but the devil is a liar, which means he can only present you with alternatives to the truth. And so when we think about that and how this correlates, because it's all going to come full circle, what is an assumption? Assumptions are interpretations of what could be, but not what actually is. And so what I'm trying to say or get across here is like, yo, if we don't have constant communication with God and are being led by his voice, we will be led by the enemies. If we have questions about our future about ourselves, about what we're called to do, and God is not the one or the driving force in those conversations, something else will be. These assumptions of, yo, I, I'm not I'm not worthy. I'm not I'm not qualified. I, I'm I'm not good enough. I, I'm too far gone. My my past has ruined me. I don't know if I don't have the ability to do this. I can't receive grace or sal salvation. God doesn't love me. I'm not going to make it out of the city. I'm not going to make it out of this situation. Um, in real time, we see the enemy coming into our minds and giving us these assumptions, alternatives to the actual truth about our reality and what God has called us to be. But why? Because God's voice isn't there. 
You know what I mean? So in the same in the same way, when you and your friend had them talking a while, you go in all in these different directions of what the possibility could be and what's going wrong or what isn't right. In the same way in our lives, when God's not the one that's speaking to us and we don't have constant communication with him, the enemy's going to come in and start giving us assumptions of what is. God don't love you no more. Nah, you can't do that. Nah, you're not going to graduate. You won't be the first person in your family to do anything. No, you'll be in poverty forever. You won't get over that breakup. Oh, no, that trauma right there, mm, that's yours forever. You can't get through that. You don't, you don't need to go see nobody and talk. They ain't going to be able to help you. You ain't got no friends. You're lonely. No one likes you. Like, all of these assumptions about us, you know? And the only way to fix that is to make sure that we're in constant communication with God. And that helps us in hearing his voice. It's not just coming to him once or a few times, but always keeping that line open at all times. So it's not something that we feel happens periodically or on and off or in just it's very sporadic. But we, we're so assured in what he said because he didn't have to repeat himself. And we were always right at his feet every time he spoke. So that doubt and the uncertainty begins to linger. We're able to build a stronger foundation on all of these moments where he did show up. I did hear his voice. These signs and what I prayed for were answered. And I'm not just shaken back and forth by whatever assumption may come from the enemy. So that's it. I think those were the biggest things that came to my mind when I was thinking about this. And, you know, this may be a series or something that we definitely revisit because there's so much more to this. But I think this is definitely the introduction or these very beginning stages of what it looks like to start hearing his voice more and more clear in your life. So removing distractions, giving him your undivided attention and staying in constant communication, which seem very simple. But the beauty of this is God never made it complicated. And it is all about the basics. That's what I'm learning. I'm getting I'm like I'm getting back to the basics. So that's what you're going to be hearing a lot on the podcast in the next coming weeks and probably all of February. These principles follow them, be disciplined within them, and he will show up. It's his promise. And so, yeah, hope this blesses y'all and y'all loved it. Jordan's going to be back Friday. The last few episodes, he's been having to work every time that we've had to record or whatnot. So I've had to take these, I have to take these solo. Um, But we'll be back in back. We'll be back in action with it for the regular schedule program. So y'all know we locked in and let's get to it. Let me see where's my phone at. Cause I need to play this song a lot recent so this is an artist that i've been recently coming across a lot actually he's got a song called deeper that's amazing and his name is i believe it's pronounced sunday now i'm not sure and i always think about this i feel like i'm so terrible with pronouncing names like if i was like a teacher like a substitute teacher and i had to like go down row and pronounce people's names i feel like i'd be so bad a song by him that I've just been listening to that's the song of this week is Elohim by Sande. Absolutely fire amazing. I'm going to play a little snippet for y'all. Lord help me face my case upon the cross You're in me, nothing can be a loss. 
The sinner and to find the loss. When I'm in your presence, I stand in awe. Jesus, I live in that for your car. I wanted to die because I felt like a wreck. I had no intentions of making it back. The enemy didn't stop with the attack. And that made me wonder where Jesus was at. But he came and proved he's got a gate. And told me that my life was in his hands. My holy God, you are such a friend. I follow my face in the clay. You are holy. Nah, that was crazy. Hello here, El Shaddai, no weapon found again. Yo, you smacked that. That's giving Afro, low kilo Afro joint. But yeah, that's Elohim by Sande. Like I said, these playlists are going to be linked in the description. We're back at it. Feel free to send us uh, recommendations for songs that y'all listen to. Y'all want to be a part of playlists. You want us to feature on the podcast because we're definitely always looking for new music as well. And we can start curating these playlists together. But I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in and listening, being a part of the family. And hope you have an amazing week. We'll see you all Friday. Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. Much love.